Welcome to The Sandbox with Justin Peters, connecting you to the ideas and tools to improve your life. Now let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Sandbox. Of course, I'm your host, Justin Peters. And I'm going to start with like, just giving a huge shout out to everyone I heard from after I released my first episode. It was amazing getting your guys' encouragement, love, and support. Even though I'm trying to value progress over perfection with this project, it's still really hard to create something as personal as a podcast and then share it with the public. So um, I, I'm really fortunate to have so many cheerleaders on my side, and I just wanted to say thanks to everybody for that. Also, I was expecting like 20 to 25 of you guys to listen to the show, and between YouTube, Spotify, and Apple, I got like 200 views or downloads, which may seem small to me and hopefully in a couple months, but that was a huge success in my book. So thank thank you again for everybody that listened and, and hopefully you're tuning in again this week. I also want to give a big shout out to everybody that had the courage to give me feedback, authentic feedback. I really want to become better at this and I can't do that without uh, people telling me where I can make improvements, giving me suggestions and pointers. So I want to encourage you guys to continue to do that. Don't Think about the right way to word it or give it constructively. Just put your thoughts out there. Text it to me. Call me. Drop a comment or a message. Uh, Every method is fine with me. One suggestion that I heard a few times is that you guys wanted to hear a little bit more of the conversation. So this episode, I added a little bit more of my conversation and with my guest. Speaking of guests, today's guest is Kyle Peters. And if you couldn't tell by the last name, he is, of course, family, but actually my little brother to be exact. I brought him on selfishly to discuss transitions. As if you guys heard in my last episode, I'm obviously going through a career transition myself, and I wanted to pick his brain about specifically his transition from college to being a young adult. So Kyle went to St. Louis University and was originally a pre-med student, and he pivoted midway through college and ended up going the medical sales route. He came out of school with a medical sales job, and then through a series of unfortunate events and some reflection on what he actually wanted out of his career, he pivoted and transitioned again, actually landing a leadership role with a big retail company. I don't want to give too much of the story away because you're about to hear him talk about it firsthand, but it was really fun and awesome to hear Kyle articulate eloquently why he made that decision and that transition. And I think if you listen carefully, you can gain a lot of insight if you're in a similar boat um, thinking about a career transition yourself. Kyle also shares his secret on how to stand out during a job interview, which I think is just genius. And then he also shares his thoughts on leadership, which I want to touch on after the conversation is over. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Kyle Peters. What up, Kyle? (laughs) Welcome to the Sandbox, bro. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate you having me on here. It's definitely an honor. All right, let's uh, let's. How about we set uh, some background here? I really didn't get to talk to you a whole lot whenever you're making this decision. So walk me through senior year. You're deciding where you want to go to school, what you want to study. What what what's what's your thoughts in your head there? 
Yeah, I think when you're an 18-year-old kid, uh, you're so influenceable by the outside world, um, and you really don't have a clue what it is you want to do in life. I was clearly going to go to college no matter what. It would have been absurd if I didn't go to college. Um, and why do you say like, that? Uh, just because, you know, you and Ashley, our older sister, both went. Um, I had relatively good grades in high school and on the fresh mom and dad to go to college. Not that I had ever even thought a possibility of not going, um, which is really odd. I mean, because there are possibilities. There are, other, there are other options out there, but I would never even have considered them. Mm. Um so it is really interesting. Um, but yeah, I decided I wanted to go to St. Louis University, stay close to home, um, and pursue uh, on the medical industry. Um, and at the time, I had thought I wanted to be a doctor. Um, I knew in the back of my mind, whether I had told mom and dad this or not um, back then, that there were other options out there that I might pursue. But um, I did think I was going to go end up doing that. And obviously... I took a turn and then took another turn, so it's just funny how life happens. But <laughs> yeah, so so what what drew you into the thought of wanting to be a doctor? At the time, definitely the respect of children. Um, it was just one of those things. Like I knew that it would be pleasing to my parents, um, and it would elevate my status um, in society. And outside of that, like, there's other factors like, yeah, I loved helping people. I'm super interested in the world of health and medicine. Um, and I still am. Uh, but now I feel like it's more for personal reasons. And I can share that um, along my journey of discovering what it is that I think leads to a healthy life. Yeah. Okay, so um, we're closing in. What, when did you finally decide? Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go the medical route. I'm not gonna be a doctor. When did you switch and decide I'm gonna finish out um, my bi biology degree and and pursue a career in, in medical sales? Yeah, it was kind of a gray area uh, for a long time. I was actually still pursuing my degree, um, and terms of the pre-med route um, while also exploring other options on the side I had gotten a internship with a local ophthalmologist things and why that is also a really rewarding path to go and how you can still help people along the way and get all the gratification you would as a doctor um, doing the more business oriented stuff um, so really that and then just exploring um, conversations that I had with people or different uh, job shouting experiences and talking to friends. Um, but there was probably a two-year gap in between that I was like, I could be a doctor and I really have no idea which one it is going to be. But um, mm. I, I wasn't like set in stone, get go from one thing to the next. I, I was just like open to um, all the possibilities. What, especially, you know, whenever someone first gets this thought in their head, what advice would you give them to, to start fleshing out which direction might be the, the direction they really want to go? The beauty of going to university for four years is the fact you don't have to set your mind to anything, and your degree is pretty open-ended, uh, even if you wanted to flip industries. Um, 
and that's exactly what I did. And my degree still kind of transferred over into the role I'm in now. Um, so I would just say, don't become narrow minded. Um, and don't think that your first action that you take is necessarily going to be one step forward and you have to take the next step forward with your other foot. I mean, you can walk in a circle for as long as you want and you got four years to experience things. And that's what the purpose of college really is, is to learn as much as you can about as much as you can take all that information and then take a step forward um, whenever you leave. Um, so don't feel trapped. That would be my uh, best advice I can give somebody. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I'll, I'll even add on to that. I think that's good advice anytime, even throughout your career, not just in college. I think I see a lot of people, there's not a linear path uh, more times than not, especially I, working in the insurance industry. I worked with a lot of older people and it was crazy. You know, some people started off as school teachers and then end up in that profession. Or uh, I had someone that was, my, my boss actually was a film production major and she shot uh, advertisements and did film work for the first, you know, five, six years. And then she got back into the insurance industry and then has even taken a lot of left and right turns throughout the insurance industry. So yeah, that's some sage advice right there, to be honest. Um, that's good thoughts. Cause I, I think, you can pivot at any point in time and you might have to put in some work to, to uh, make that full pivot work, but yeah, no doubt. So we get to the end of college, then what happens? Workforce, um, obviously just applying to a number of positions saying like, please just give me one thing. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, you're just like, I just need somewhere to lay some groundwork down and get my foot going. Um, real, luckily, real, quick, I, real quick, how were you... How were you trying to differentiate yourself as an applicant? I mean, there's so many college grads coming out that their resume looked exactly like yours. I finished a degree and I had a little bit of, um, you know, uh, unskilled labor work and I volunteered and I got involved in my school. How do you differentiate yourself to to employers? I mean, obviously, show to the interview prepared, uh, mm -hmm. well-researched. You know how the conversation is going to go before you even step foot. Um, that's a big one. And surprisingly, I don't think a lot of people really do the <laughs> preliminary work. Um, second part, honestly, it's something I'm still warming up to nowadays, but just putting yourself out there as your authentic self. Cause mm. if, if they don't like who you are as you are, well, then it's not going to work out. And if you're going to try to sit there and be someone else during the interview and they hire you on and you come to work the first day and you're not someone that you said you were, it's, it's, authenticity is a really huge thing that I, that I approach my life with nowadays. Um, probably one of the top five values I live my life by. Um, and so really just being myself and hoping that, hey, they recognize that I'm not perfect, but they can work with my weaknesses and strengths. And don't get me wrong, that's that's a, a scary place to be in because you're worried if you're going to be enough or not. Um, but that's when you realize, like, oh, hey, maybe I can grow from here. And um, if I'm not my authentic self, how am I ever going to progress to a place where I can just be myself? Um, and how am I going to get better from there? So if that makes any sense. Yeah, dude, dude, you brought your A game today, man. You're <laughs> spitting so much advice. And so you're you're looking, you're looking for a job, um, fresh out of college, and and you're just getting someone to take a flyer on you, take a chance on you. So so what what's the story from there forward? 
Yeah, I actually didn't get the role right away. Um, I was still interviewing with them because you go into an industry like uh, medical sales, especially the orthopedic device um, industry, um, the application process is just kind of a long time. Um, so I ended up interviewing for probably around three months. And, and I remember one morning they had finally gotten back to me and said, hey, we want to bring you in for a final round interview. Um, I had work that day. <laughs> I was like, I was like, there's no way this is going to work out. Like I have work. If I tell my work that I have an interview and I don't get the job, then I'm dead in the water. Um, <laughs> if I tell this place that I can only interview after five, they're going to be like, well, that's really kind of odd. You have some other obligation. Um, and then it came back to like, the authenticity thing. Um, I shot him a text and I was like, who's it? Who's him? But he was the guy interviewing me. So I shot him a text. I'm like, Hey, um, I do have an obligation. Um, I have to work today. I know you want to get this interview in. Is there any way we can get around this? And then I went all whole spiel (laughs) (laughs) about how important this is to me and whatever it takes. I, I definitely want to get it done, see it through. Um, he ended up scheduling me uh, at like 5 a.m. in the morning, this guy. <laughs> uh, we meet downtown, and we were talking for like two hours uh, just about the industry and who I was and what I was looking for. Um, so I ended up getting the job, but definitely like, a way to go about it all. And just like there's just a lot there. I was just really nervous about it all working out. And, I mean, it all came to fruition, but – Sometimes you just got to put yourself out there, I feel like, and be real with people. And a lot of people can pick up on that and Mm. really respect it. Yeah, that's awesome. I'd love to hear about what happened in that transition. And then, um, you know, how do you decide that that you no longer wanted to continue in the medical sales space? Yeah, um, I don't think there was necessarily anything wrong with the industry itself. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it's a high-stress, um, high-workload industry. You're going to work like 65 hours a week and really dedicate your life um, to it. And it kind of becomes more of a lifestyle than a job. I was a 22-year-old kid who I got involved in a highly technical industry. And it's like a very – it was just a really big commitment for me. Um and I had all these other things that I wanted to pursue in my life on the side, like music, for example. Um, and it was just taking all my energy away from that. Um, so I, the reason why I had even lost the job in the first place was because my boss had actually gotten fired. Um, I had gotten, luckily gotten transferred to another team, but I wasn't necessarily part of that team. I was still kind of interviewing seeing if they wanted to keep me um and i just didn't connect very well with um the sales rep who was running the team and things weren't gonna work out for me i'm sure i could have made them work out but it's just not how it happened um and i had went into target um to see if they had any like part-time roles that I could work during the weekend and make some extra cash while I searched for another job. Um, and I had met the store manager and she was talking to me um, about roles um, in the organization and like how, how invested they were and um, 
I could see it right away. It's a bit leadership is probably like their go-to. And that's something I had never really experienced when I was with Smith and Nephew because the uh, sales rep I was working for was obviously not the best role model. Um, and I just never experienced that. And it was really heartwarming to me and really inviting. Um, and so I told myself I need to give this opportunity um, a shot. And I did. And I've been really enjoying it ever since. Congrats. I, I It's been so rewarding for me at the very end that you landed somewhere. And not only did you land somewhere and got a J-O-B, but like, man, you and I talk and every week you tell me you love you love your job. Like you're 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 really feeling it. And that's that's oh man, it's so freaking awesome to hear. Now that you've been working for Target for a couple of months now, what do you really like about your job? Being able to put myself in the mentee role, um, trying to learn from all the leaders in the building that have had, you know, like twenty plus years of experience is so nice. Um, it's something I love stepping into. And then on the flip side of that. I get to turn around and be a mentor to my front end team. Um, and that's really rewarding in itself. Um, but it's something that was never there when I was um, in medical sales because it's a really autonomous job. Um, you don't really touch base with anybody outside of yourself and the surgeons you work with. Um, there's really not a lot of culture within the company mm -hmm. uh, just because everybody's doing their own thing, running their own book of business. Um, so I could never really find anybody that like wanted to grow me. Um, and this is something that I get to experience on a daily basis at Target. Um, so it's, it's definitely really rewarding. That's kind of the best part of it that I like about the job and seeing all the lives that I can have an impact on and touch and, and grow. It's, it's already coming to fruition. I'm already mm -hmm. noticing these things with my team and how I'm getting more involved in their personal lives and like just trying to see them through to whatever they want to become in life. Um, I think it's, it's really important and connection is probably one of the pillars of living a, a great life. Um, and this is a really unique opportunity to touch a lot of lives. So totally agree with that. And I see it in you in particular, you relationships mean so much to you. The times that I see that you enjoy social settings the most are whenever you're just having one-on-one -on -one conversations with people and you get to have like really in-depth conversations and get to know them more so than just like, Hey, how's work. But, but I can tell like you love those meaty conversations when you're locked in on somebody one-on-one -on -one for like 45 minutes. Uh, so what are you trying to bring to your team? What, what, what are maybe like, what's one or two important things, values, anything that you're trying to channel every, every single time you go in and, and you start a day's work? One of the things that I want to promote is just positivity and leave all the negativity and all the, you see it, the way things yeah. fester in company cultures. Like mm -hmm. I just want to leave all that behind and just having my team realize like, hey, it's just us. Like all we have is each other and it doesn't really matter that this is the policy and like this is how things are. Like if we can just promote that kind of culture with our team um, and realize like, hey, going to work can be a really good thing um, and you have someone that really cares about you um, and me, that, that's huge. And my leadership style, I, I try to um, really walk, talk, um, 
if I ask somebody to do something, I, I feel like I would never ask anybody to do something that I haven't already done mm. um, myself. Um, another thing is just really trying to step in and be selfless and like the way people see me do things as a team member, hopefully they'll pick up on that and start doing it themselves. Hey everybody, welcome back. Was Kyle not phenomenal? I did not realize he was going to share so much great wisdom there. There's two things that I really want to touch on. First was his response to how a candidate can stand out. And side note, he mentioned briefly about obviously being prepared. I ran our summer internship program whenever I was working at an insurance brokerage for five summers. And I saw a lot of resumes and candidates come through. And it was surprising to me how many of them simply weren't prepared. And whenever I say prepared, you know, not having a copy of your resume, not preparing for standard question, interview questions, at least in my eyes, um, researching the company, if, if it's a phone screening, finding a quiet place with a good reception, even remembering what time we uh, set aside for the phone screening itself. It's unbelievable. That was probably about a third of the candidates that um, just had some lack of preparation. So I actually think that's bigger advice than he leads on. But I really want to touch on more so on the being authentic. I thought that was a really unique answer in the most beautiful way possible. And I totally agree. I Whenever I saw candidates, I always kind of knew between the candidates that were just looking for a summer job or something to put on their resume. Um, and then the students that were really excited to start their career and were really looking for the right opportunity. And I think being authentic, first of all, protects yourself um, from winding up in a position that you really actually didn't want to be in, a company working for that doesn't align with your values or um, working for somebody that you don't get along with from a personality standpoint. So I think being authentic is, is important in that aspect. <clears throat> but also being authentic um, I think you'll you'll come across stronger. You you can tell humans are so um, adapt in in language, um, everything from behave body language and the way you say things, and they know when you're truly being authentic and when you're giving a canned answer or you're not actually that interested in the position that you're applying for. We can feel that on the other side for sure. The other thing that I really wanted to touch on was his thoughts on leadership. I loved whenever he was talking about if you want to gain respect, then you need to be willing to do any anything that you would ask your team members to do as well. Let me give you a story. This December, whenever I was leaving to come back to San Diego from St. Louis, I, I really wanted to say bye to Kyle before I left. So... Um, I went to Target and uh, walked into the store and I was asking around for Kyle and um, they radioed, radioed him and like three minutes later he came in, uh, bundled up in his coat, it was like 30 degrees out or something, he was pushing carts, came in and I was like, hey, what's up, man? And he's like, hey. And I was like, you're pushing carts? He, he was like, yeah, we we ran out of carts and we needed carts, like no big deal. And I was like, oh, you, you push the carts? He's like, well, it's 30 degrees outside. Who on my team wants to go out and push carts when it's this cold outside? And that is just the leader that Kyle really is. And it's so exciting to see where he goes 
with his leadership career because I think he's going to end up being a phenomenal leader. So with that in mind, guys, I really hope you liked the conversation with Kyle. I thought it was it was great. If you want to hear the full conversation, uh, you can go over to my YouTube page and um, whatever wherever you're listening to this or watching this, hit that subscribe if that's Spotify. Apple Podcast, YouTube. I would love it if you gave me a, a subscribe um, and a little sneak peek for my next episode. I'm going to be bringing on my favorite couple, Jeff and Abby Nickel, to talk about how to have a successful relationship. So look out for that. It should be out in two weeks. And with that, have a great one, guys.